0: How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV.
1: The driver's seat. Good start from Steven Johnson, a really good one. Johnson leads the race. our 2020 pole center at Bathurst. The Driver's Seat.
2: Oh, in the fence, that's massive! That's massive!
1: Yes! <coughs> yes! The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldon and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and
2: building Australia together. Welcome to another edition of The Driver's Seat. Nims is all with you alongside Matt McKeldon and Stephen Johnson, and there has been a fair bit going on in the world of supercars. As we count down to the Darwin Triple Crown, there's legends making comebacks. We've got to get our heads around Gen 3 as well. But before we crack all of that open, we're going to get to our feature interview for Rico Filters, asking mechanic for Rico Filters, the professional's choice.
1: He takes pole and takes out the final race of the weekend, the Sky City Triple Crown, David Reynolds. for the Bottle o racing team, David Reynolds. Oh, and Reynolds round the outside of everybody for P1. What a great start by Dave Reynolds. Right oh, start David Reynolds. He raced over 16
3: bottles.
2: It has been quite a long while since we've chatted to the one and only David Reynolds. Please welcome back to the driver's seat. He is a proud new father, the one and only David Reynolds.
0: Thank you very much. Did, did that why had that term, shitty music attached to it as well? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was It was the
2: only song I could think of that had the word daddy in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but interesting it start to the, the year. <laughs> it was yeah, good. Very, interesting very... start to the year you for you, mean? Dave.
0: Yeah, it was a very interesting start to the year. I yeah. uh, had a little baby son, which is mm-hmm. still evades me how that happened. Um, <laughs> I think it's a, uh, what do they call it? How did G- when was Jesus born? Uh, a modern what miracle. Was Immaculate conception. And <laughs> 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 yeah, it's honestly the coolest thing in, in my life, and I would have done it sooner, but... You know, she's been bat- nagging me for about five years to have kids, but I always thought she was going to leave me, so I never did it. <laughs> uh, he's a happy little fella, always, always giggling and smiling, and just so cool. Just makes he a must, day.
3: he must get that from Tani, <laughs>
0: probably. Eh? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, but not only
1: did you have the new baby, but you've also got a new baby for the career as well, with Kelly Grove Racing yeah. and a and a new baby Mustang. How good?
0: Uh, yeah, it's good. Good to um. Jump on the other side of the fence again. I've been I started in Holden, then went to Ford, then went back to Holden, now I'm back at Ford. So, what a circle of life it's been. Um, and I was previously at T- Kelly Racing ten years ago, and you know now I'm joining them again ten years later. It's kind of strange old circle of life, the motor racing world. But it's really good. Uh, Penrite Racing's going strong. Uh, we're learning a lot about the car, trying to make changes and build things, and uh, we're racing at Darwin. This weekend Next weekend Sorry I'm really looking forward To having a go there Because I always say It's about six months For me to sort of Wake up into a new team And now it's go time
3: Well mate um, Obviously You would have had another Race under your belt If not for What's happened down there In Melbourne So uh, but, yeah. You know Darwin has been a you And we, we spoke about this A little bit off air That You know Most of the places You go to um, You know It's obviously That you need to have A good car to be fast There's, there's some Some Differences with that with regard to street circuits, but um, you've had some pretty good success in Darwin, and you've come into a bit of speed uh, at Kelly Grove Racing at um, at Tail and Bend. So, you know, you've got to be going up there thinking really positive about uh, about your chances up there.
0: Yeah, thanks, Joe. Yeah, i
3: generally
0: go half okay at Darwin, but, you know, I have gone pretty shit there in the past if my car's not very good. So, like, <laughs> you, like you said, you do need a good car everywhere you go, um, but, yeah, obviously, obviously um, Darwin suits my style of driving, and I don't know, just when you, when you jump off the plane in Darwin, you leave Victoria, or Victoria, it's commonly known as, Helben, 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 yeah, I don't know, but every time you get off the plane, and you land in Darwin, you just smile, it's a happy place, really good weather, you know, happy people, good vibes, so, I don't know, it just brings the most out of me that way, so, yeah, are really looking forward to it, obviously. Um, Andre had a win at um, tail and bend, and the cars are going pretty strong. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to jumping on this super hyper soft tyre. I'm not sure what the marketing department's named it as, but it's like an extra soft tyre. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <the> 40- <laughs> you know what it is? It's actually
3: the extra soft of the soft tyre. <laughs> it's, it's the extra I soft compound of the soft compound.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are they calling it? Let's just make something up now and
1: call it that. Yeah. Right? I want to get serious just for two seconds. Um, 2020, for you, sucked. It was not a great year. Uh, obviously, yeah. the vibe in the team wasn't great. Being on the road so long, being away from family, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. you are seeing some... It looks like there are some signs. There are some good promising signs at, at Kelly Grove. Um, how hard has it been adjusting from the ZB Commodore to the Mustang? Uh,
0: yeah, surprisingly, like, it's, it's not so much forward to hold. And it's more team to team. You know, every team... Builds a different car, sets up a different car, and has their own philosophy of how they, you know, put the steering wheel, make the steering wheel, put the pedals, you know, this, that, and the other. So everything I touch, feel, and looked at was different compared to my last team. So you know, there's an adjustment period for that, and then you've got to understand how to make the most out of the car. And there is a slight difference in aero um, between the Ford and the Holden. The Ford is slightly more front bias than the Holden. The Holden was very rear biased. Always had understeer where it's Slightly different in the whole, in the Ford, so we're just trying to figure out our setups to get the most out of it. And yeah, it's, um, the problem with the sport is that everyone knows if you follow our sport, we get no track time to practicing. And these days, you get even less because yes, you know they're doing these two-day race meetings where you, know, you literally turn up and bang, 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 bang. You're qualifying. You don't have any time to think about or analyze your data or your thoughts that you have in your brain. So you know. It's going to be good going to Darwin because now we go back to the three-day race meeting, so we actually have practice on Friday and then a traditional sort of race meeting, which is kind of good because it gives you more time to think about things. Um, so yeah, it's just been it's been very hard to sort of get a hold or a grip of what's going on because of the time, the track time, the testing time, which is none, and yeah, it's been a, it kind of feels very rushed. But you know, hopefully, Darwin is a bit different for us.
3: Another big announcement for you was you're teaming back up with Lukey Yildon for the, I was going to say Enduros, but the Enduro. Um, That's pretty cool. Obviously, (laughs) you guys have had some awesome success together there. But also, um, is that something, what I'd like to know, is that something that was pushed by the team, or is that something that you pushed to get Lukey back in the car with you?
0: Well, that was sort of, yeah, myself, Al, and um, Todd sort of come about how Know, who, who we're going to select for a drive. Obviously, Luke's a very, very good driver, very known quantity. We've worked with him before. Obviously, we won races with him before. So, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that he can do a good job for us. So, yeah, we're happy to slide him back in and be part of the team. He's just got, he's such a good person, got a good vibe, cool style about him, and works well. So, you know, um, it was a no brainer.
1: I want to ask us another serious question. Here we go. Hardest <laughs> thing about being a dad, hardest thing about. The new team, <laughs> being that first,
0: yeah. Um, it's a very. I, I fully respect all parents, all mothers now because they go through hell. Um, it's a very, very difficult job, and it's kind of um, it's. I've never really understood it that much until until I've had my own son. What parents? I think, I think parents we're all like that.
1: Him. Yeah, we're all. like yeah. that. we all we all learnt on the run.
0: Yeah, I know it's very, very difficult, but it's awesome. Nothing better. You just like you just waste hours of the day just staring at them, and they're just like they don't do anything, but you just stare at them.
1: <laughs> <It's> so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and hardest thing about being in a new team?
0: Um, the hardest thing about being in a new team? <sighs> I don't even know. Nothing's been that hard actually. It's been relatively really good transition, quite easy. I got nothing's been hard at all.
1: So you're yes, is, are you you're a happy Dave That's Reynolds? Very good. Yeah, very happy, very very happy.
2: Now, Davey, uh, before we let you go, brother, um, got to yeah. got to refer to below the bonnet because your uh, compadre in Michael Caruso, when he got his first TCR win, he was he was just fist pumping and absolutely going bunto in that little Alfa Romeo. Yeah when you get the another win on the board for below the bonnet, what's the celebration in car that you're going to do? Are you going to match Karoos or exceed it?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen him that happen. He's like, it's like he won the world championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissing, like, when he crossed the line, I was standing in pit lane and they cut to him in car, like, you know, crossing the finish line. He's going shit. I was, burst out laughing and everyone's staring at me. i <laughs> seen <laughs> It's not
2: it, It's also one of the greatest, and I think too the good people at Ko went and made that like a little gif so you can actually use yep. that as like a reaction shot to kind of stuff.
0: It's so, it's so Michael Caruso. It's not funny. It's perfect. <laughs> well, that's what you
2: got to do, Davey. Before uh, when you cross the finish line in first spot. Uh, at Darwin, make sure you fist pump like it looks like you're having a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> but Dave, good luck, mate. We always love getting you on uh, on the driver's seat. Go well at uh, Darwin, oh, and yeah. um, and also big love to you, Little Ryu and uh, Moose as well, who's obviously oh, doing yeah. a lot of the heavy lifting.
0: Poor old thing. Hey, I feel for a... her. <laughs> good on you, Davey. Thanks, Thanks for jumping right. on board.
2: Ask Your Mechanic for Ryco Filters, the professional's choice. David Reynolds from Kelly Grove Racing was our feature interview for Rico Filters. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia.
1: This is the driver's seat with Matt McAlden and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia.
2: Welcome back to the driver's seat. A big thank you to David Reynolds for joining us on the program. Right now, it is time for this...
1: Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes.
2: Now I think we all know what the big moment this week was.
1: It's a mammoth job ahead of him. Because that
4: time of John Bowles will look as big as the mountain he's about to try and tame. An awesome time so far from Murphy. And the whole fans in the background are roaring.
0: He has released the shackles on car 51. And he is going straight.
2: <laughs> I just had to do that I just had to do that And you know what There was no bigger moment In uh, the world of motorsport Than it was an- when it was announced That the great man was coming back For one more tilt at the Bathurst <laughs> 1000 Please welcome our guest on the driver's seat The one and only Greg
0: Murphy uh, Oh, thank you oh,
2: of
4: heaven. That, made my, that made my day That made my night
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Well, we, there, was, there was no other song that was appropriate I don't think
4: <laughs> get on, yeah
3: <laughs> Now, mate, I've got something to ask you just quickly Before we, we get into uh, Manny McAllen's usual serious questions That he puts on the show <laughs> one, um, one of us has got to be half a yeah, journalist Yeah, I know, exactly Um, So coming coming back Coming back to Bathurst I'd just like to know What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well,
4: that was... That was pretty forefront of my mind when when uh, Peter addison bloody threw this out there and then picked up the phone and saw his name pop up on the screen and I and that's what I said to him what that. hell are you thinking? This is this, this is stupid. It's not happening. Don't be don't be ridiculous. He's like oh come on come on. I'm like oh and and I just I was a flat pretty much, well it was a flat no. He said don't say no don't say no don't say no. But it was and. And then anyway, he's just beavered away and beavered away and then used all his tactics in his toolbox, which is <laughs> create guilt and all sorts of stuff. And, and then there we go. And I had a good think about it. And, you know, I think it's important to go into these things, into this with a good mindset, but i with the right mindset, which is clearly not one of, of thinking you're going to compete with the, the blokes that are driving these cars all day, every day, and, um, and doing such an amazing job with it, because it's moved on a lot since uh, I was in a full-time seat. Um, but also, you know, things like getting Richie back out there too. I mean, Pete Addison's a big supporter and has been of his, uh, as we know. And and it, it was a pretty shitty end for for uh, Richie at the end of 2019. I think we'd all agree, and yeah. um, not deserved. And and you know, giving. Oh, I didn't think he would do it, and then when I found out he was actually interested, you know, it was that was a big key part for me to. To actually get in there and have a go because um, I really want to see him um, in a race car and um, and you know I didn't think we we're going to see that again and uh, he's come yeah. around and, and I tell you he's he's a he's a new guy at the moment and it, it's awesome to see it so you know there's there's lots of good little little reasons and good stories behind it.
3: Did you pick up the phone and go and ring him and say, hey mate, is this? Are you seriously thinking about this or what? To to help you make that decision.
4: Well. It, it, it was after a little while. I mean, I I pretty much left alone after Pete's first phone call because I just thought it would disappear. You know, I really yep. did. I thought, you know, that'll, that this will be something that'll peter out. And next minute he's going, well, I've got a car, and you know, there's people ringing me telling me they're going to do this, and I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> and um, anyway, it, it, it all started. It all started to happen, and and then I started to get worried, and then I, so then I did ring Richie because Pete was telling me that he was. He was, he was really thinking about it, and I rang him, and he just said, I wasn't, but, um, you know, I'm now sort of, you know, if it can happen, it's like, why wouldn't I? I mean, someone's giving me no-strings-attached uh, one-off run at this thing, and, and you know, if the car's going to be pretty reasonable, which we know it will be, Barry Ryan and Erebus will, will give us a good rig, and they're actually going pretty good in the championship, and, you know, it's like, well, let's go have some fun. And, and that has been the premise of this, and we keep... Talking it, and it's not just—it's a label, but it's—it's it's not just a label. It's actually that's—that's that's what we're going to do because we—we know what's real. We know it's realistic, and but at the end of the day, it's Baptist, and you know anything's bloody possible, eh?
1: Absolutely. Uh, how's your fitness level going? Because one of the things that Russell Ingle has found out, being what is he seventy-five or yeah, like, eighty? 80? Age eighty. <laughs> uh, that, that <laughs> Don't be mean. He was fifty-one. 51 BC. He? fifty-one BC. Fifty-one yeah. BC. Yeah. I mean, getting he's found that getting fit for for to give this a serious tilt um, is difficult. How when do, has your regime started, or are you thinking of maybe picking up know? somewhere around August September?
4: Did you notice when that headline
1: came out? No.
4: Yesterday morning, before we launched.
1: Yeah, there. Yeah, of course, yeah. There you go. Classic. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, um,
4: you know, it's just classic. A uh, little bit of, a little bit of super tube action there. You know, trying to uh, get one up on the, on uh, some coverage. Uh, listen, no, I've, I've cracked into it. I've actually started. We've got a trainer here and uh, where I live, and um, and uh, personal trainer who's done a, a bit of motorsport stuff before, and. And so, no, mate, I'm I'm very aware of the need to get on with this, and it's one of those things that Rich and I've spoken about. It's like all we can do is turn up and be and and not have um, left anything on the table. Do as much as we can. So if we're, we're fully prepared, then what'll be will be. And and mm. I know that um, we know how difficult these things are to drive competitively, consistently, and the you know it's all it's a mental game. It's such a mental game at Bathurst, right? And and if you if you are have you if you know you've done the work and put it in before you get there, that's half the battle. So um, mm. I'm I'm committed to making sure that um, I'm as, as good as I can possibly be um, before I arrive.
3: And what about I guess driving the car? Are you going to have much of an opportunity to, you know, get some laps? Um, you know, obviously you're going to need more than I would imagine more than one one practice day, one test day. So what's the plan for that? Yeah. Are we going to see you out in the car? You know. Quite a number of times before we get to to Mount Panorama.
4: That is that's that is the plan, mate. Yeah, we you know we we know we want to spend as much time as we can. Um, if that's going to be one, two, three days, you know we definitely want more than one. Um, we because we, we need it clearly. Yeah. Uh, then then the Erebus team and Barry Ryan and, and the crew and and everyone will, will do whatever they can to give us what whatever maximum that is. So. Um, you know, we, we've got to really start putting that together now, now that, now that we've launched and, and the difficulties, as we know, um, the Victorian teams have been strung, strung with uh, all this COVID rubbish of late, which has probably, uh, put a bit more pressure on, um, in the short term. But, but we're, you know, we're, we're pretty confident that, um, once things sort of settle and hopefully Victoria looks like it's going to settle again, hopefully quite quickly, then we'll, we'll start getting our plan together. But, um, you know, we don't have a lot of time. At the end of the day, four months looks like, you know, it takes, but we know how quickly that's going to disappear.
1: But you know what's interesting about this, Murph, is that this is starting a new trend. I mean, we've got Engel in – now you're in. Traditionally, I'll know how motivated Steve Johnson is about racing because he'll come into the show and he'll have like two Angus beef burgers under his arm and a chocolate <laughs> thick shake at <laughs> a Sunday. So if he starts going to salads, I reckon, he's, I reckon he's going to try and get into, a, uh, into a, a wild card next year. Who would we like to see with Steve Johnson in a wild card? Who would you get, Steve? Who do you reckon?
4: I don't know. What you do you don't reckon, Yeah. The, oh the, mate, Richard. the old
1: man, he, the big dick. There's no way, Richard. <laughs> there is no way yeah. the big dick is going to get back into a race car. <laughs> I reckon.
3: Nah, I, don't, I think you're right there. I think, I think he's done. He's he's pretty much cooked. But um, <laughs> he's cooked. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can give up. Give up the burgers, Matty. To be fair, burgers and donuts. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what if he get you like a Hungry Jack sponsorship on the car? Oh,
4: oh that would be right. <laughs> Burgers. Yeah. He's had burgers on the car before. That was what yeah. uh, right back in the start, mate. That was that's
3: awesome. right. Fud ruckers, wasn't it? Fudruckers burgers. That, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get that wrong. Don't get that, don't Yeah, yeah would no, be very careful. And I was only a young boy back then and and, and and Murph might have led me a little bit astray that night at the at the dinner and oh. we were trying to say Fudruckers after a couple and it wasn't going down very well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> very oh. funny.
4: Those were the yeah, but those were the days where we didn't get yeah. in trouble. But you're right. I mean, it's it's great having um, you know the fact that Russ has uh, gone and launched one as well, and, and be with young Brook Feeney, who we know's got a bright future ahead of him. And and I suppose we were talking about it actually um, yesterday. You know. This this kind of thing again is great for the sport, I suppose, and you know yep. the amount of kiwis that are, are probably going to now migrate to Bathurst that might not have um, that's awesome. Mm. That, that's and that's what it is all about. And, and Stevie, that, that's what it is about for us because we went through the period of the golden, real golden period, didn't we, of, of the sport? Yep. Which it's moved on. You know, there was the controversies, there were the, the egos, there were the personalities. there's you know where we you know we're still seeing videos of all of us idiots. From back in the day, yeah. you know, getting ourselves <laughs> in trouble and having arguments and fights, and, and this is something that has, you know, it's been sensitised too much, and, and it, mm. it's not just the drivers; it's the way sport in general and the way things are now with the professionalism side of it, you know. And that, it's that, actually that's actually the way the, it's whole the whole world's
3: gone. Whole world's gone. Yeah, doesn't mm. no matter what actually, it is. You're right.
4: No, you're right, and and that's a bit of a shame because um, you know we, we we look at the past and we still. Reminisce about it in many ways for some of that stuff, and, and we haven't got a big sort of uh, reel of that stuff in the last five, six, eight, ten years, have we? Compared to what we no. had 10, 15, 20 before that. So, you know, um, it's exciting and it's humbling because, you know, the response has been really good, and um, it's just, uh, you know, it, it does, it feels good, and but it's great for the sport because we still love the sport, regardless of the fact that we might bag it for this yep. and that but he and bloody complain and whinge and moan. Mate, supercars is. is has the potential to be around for a very, very long time um, if we look after it and do the right things.
1: Are we going to see you back in commentary? Are, you, are we going to get you back after, or in 2022, back on the Fox Sports coverage?
4: Uh, listen, it's, it's a hard one. I mean, um, you know, last year was just what it was, and, and this year mm. there was obviously changes and, and the, the sport has gone through a, a, a shift again with new contracts in television land, and, and um, there's been a few shifts around there, and 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 it made it really hard for for my boss, Nathan Prennigar from TV, to to be able to make any commitments just with the COVID situation. I totally accept that. Um, And I was worried about that. I was thinking, what am I going to do? How am I going to fill the gap? And I I have. I I haven't got the time I thought I was going to have because things are – Things get replaced. So, you know, I'm, I hope that to retain a, um, a connection with the team because I really enjoyed doing the work with the crew there and, and it's just awesome people and a whole different realm of obviously work. But, and I think I will have some stuff. I'm looking like I'm coming back for Sydney Motorsport Park to help out. And I was supposed to be working at Bathurst um, <laughs> on TV, but uh, there's other things got in the way. Um, and then I'll be helping the team at Pukekohe when they come over in November. So, you know, I've still got a really good connection, but you know, it's probably not going to end up being back on that full time side of things that we, uh, that I got used to for five, over five years.
1: Are we likely to see a Marcus Ambrose, Greg Murphy special comments desk in the future sitting together?
4: Well, um, I actually filmed a podcast yesterday when I was in Sydney, uh, with Scafie Jess and, and GT and, um, Marcus made a, uh, a special appearance uh, through the old Zoom, and we had a bit of a laugh. And I can tell you, I, if he's going to be at Bathurst and doing helping the team out on the TV side of things, I, I can I can see and feel a uh, conversation at some part of the Bathurst circuit uh, sort of coming together, um, uh, which could be quite entertaining. I feel. Mm.
3: Maybe maybe the uh, the end part of what started. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just reckon if no one takes t- their helmets off, they're t- not serious. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. got to
1: gotta, if the helmets come off, it gets serious. Like when Longhurst was belting yeah. into Morris, Morris. Yeah. that was all through helmets. That was sissy stuff. <laughs> yeah, like the boys. I was I was absolutely gagging when the both of you took your helmets off. That it was going to be punches on, but at you least know. Murph got his helmet <laughs> off.
3: Yeah. I oh, know that's what uh, you've got to do. You've got to take the helmet <laughs> off, or you're not serious. So, give us a quick snapshot of what you've been doing over there, mate, in NZ. I know, you've been seeing you do a little bit of rally stuff and, and all that sort of thing. Give yep. us a bit of a bit of a snapshot of what you've been doing there.
4: Yeah, the rally, the rally stuff sort of happened um, not long after I moved back to New Zealand, and I actually haven't done it for a couple of years. Um, it, it was the most incredible bloody transition, and the most amazing form of motorsport that I've ever been involved in. I mean, it was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed it. Um, other than that, you know, we've got a little TV show that um, with Sky TV over here that we do um, every week, sort of 40 weeks of a, of a, of a year. So that takes yep. up a little bit of time. Um, a lot of road safety stuff, mate. Um, really sort of immersed in that at the moment, trying to get some common sense um, around uh, road safety and, and changing the norm, which is clearly not working. Um, but that's a battle, That's the political side of things, mm. which um, uh, you know how patient I am with with uh, that <laughs> yeah, kind of politics. stuff.
3: Imagine that! Um, Imagine Murph trying but, to deal yeah. with governments. That'd be that'd be very interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well,
4: I am I'm, I'm going to give them a little. I'm going to give them a little bit of time, but then I'm just going to give up on the uh, you know doing it the nice way. So uh, yep. it'll be the Murph way, which I don't know. Won't <laughs> do either, but regardless,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Jacinda might be but, in for an um, ear bashing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well,
4: I think it's coming pretty soon, actually. I'm set to death it already. But, um, <laughs> uh, and then, you know, still got uh, some great relationships with some people that I do, you know, do some work with, ambassador, ambassadorial stuff and put some pace. So it's pretty busy. Um, it's, it's good. You know, I, I did, I have enjoyed not traveling. I've ha- I really have actually enjoyed, um, I think we all you know, have. for the first time yeah exactly, exactly right. Everyone knows what we're talking about, but you know mm. I've been operating in that schedule for such a long period as Stevie knows all about that schedule that gets locked into your calendar, you know a few months before the end of the year and, and you know where you're going to be um, pretty much uh, for the following twelve months. so it's it's been really interesting and and a fresh kind of kind of change, so it's it's been great.
1: One final journalistic question, serious question before we let you go. You've given us a lot of your time, which we're very appreciative of. Uh, your super license. How are you going to go with that? You haven't been in a car for seven years. How are we going to get your license? <laughs> uh,
4: I think maybe. Um, I am a worried. I did see who, the, who was on the board who'd make the decisions, and Tim Schengen's on there, and we've had a few run ins over the years. Uh, I've got a huge amount of respect for Tim, but, um, but anyway, I think I should be okay. I think I've got enough experience in the past,
2: but um, <laughs>
4: yeah, fingers crossed. Should we'll be okay. see.
2: Yeah, I think that, I think those uh, almost two decades of experience at the mountain might have something to do with it. But um, maybe. <laughs> maybe Murph, look, uh, as Maddie and uh, Steve said, you've been extremely generous with your time, and I'm not blowing smoke nah, up your a here, no. but uh, mate, you are literally this is this is one of the few times where you know in our sport people have listened to the fans, and when P- Peter Adelman has yep. said this numerous times, but when this became a reality. I think everyone, and you could just check our Instagram, you could check our Facebook, people lost their mind and were just like, oh my God, this is happening.
3: <laughs> so basically they had the same yeah. feeling Murph had. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly.
4: No, it's, it's awesome. And, and, and this is, but this is, this is again, it's a reminder of, and he is about that, right? Pete Addison is about the fans. He, he, he's w- without question. And, and uh, he can create some controversy and all that. And he, but it, he's genuinely passionate about the sport as well and, and wants to give back. So it is awesome, and, and we, we've, we've only succeeded. We've only survived because of the fans, right?
2: Yeah, 100%. And, well, surviving still. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Getting there. But uh, Murph, like, like I said, you've it's going to be fantastic to see you back on the grid. Nice to be seeing uh, car number 51 uh, flying around Mount Panorama. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one that's looking forward to that one. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Well, uh, I think you haven't decided when we show you what the livery is, too. It looks bloody good. Very, very nice. But uh, the one and only Greg... Right.
1: Speed Cafe is going to show it tomorrow. It's all, it's all going to come out tomorrow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really hope that that's not embargoed because if I see that
1: tomorrow... <laughs> if it's embargoed, it'll definitely be on Fast Deli tomorrow.
0: Don't worry about that. That's right, that's
2: right. Yeah. But uh, hey, both, we really appreciate it, brother. Go well with Richie at the Mountain and uh, we're just absolutely stoked to see you back on track.
4: Uh, that's awesome, boys. Really appreciate it. Thank you.
2: The return of Greg Murphy is our Bendix Brakes. A big moment. Australian technology for all weather confidence braking. Put your foot down with confidence, Bendix Brakes. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Don't go anywhere. Race Rewind is up next.
1: This is the driver's seat. Race Rewind. We do it
2: thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates, Premium Belts, Hose, and Hydraulics. Now, notice I waited till uh, Murph left before I played this. So all this time is added. Remember, he's got to sit, from what I understand, in the pit bay
1: for five minutes. Time starts now. Oh,
3: boy, oh boy. Might as well get out and have some lunch. Oh, uh, what a great roast! Yeah, yeah, he is. I um, mean, uh, uh.
4: well, Murphy's out of the car, guys. He is fuming. He came down pit lane and he said, "Look, this is crazy business. Might as well put the car out the back." They're telling Todd to get in the car. No, he's going. <laughs> I think he's going to take uh, use of the facilities
2: here, but he is fired up.
1: How's <laughs> the young Greg Russ there? How <laughs> good was
2: that? I absolutely love that. Now, now oh. obviously, this now this is literally the biggest ever penalty that has been handed out in Australian Touring Car Championship slash Supercars yes. history. And Stevie, obviously, you were a part of this race as well. <laughs> but what are your memories of that day when uh, when word filtered through that Murph, uh, who, let's face it, is a was a genuine contender. Was stuck in pit in, in
3: the pit late for the, five in minutes. The <laughs> in, a in the crapper. In <laughs> <of> the crapper. <laughs> you
1: laughed, didn't you? Yeah, oh, a giggle in I the helmet.
3: I honestly don't think that most of us, like, we had to pinch ourselves. We're like, "Are you serious? They've got a five-minute penalty. <laughs> how does that come about? You know, like, how does that decision get made? It's got to be five minutes, not a stop-go, not you know, not a drive-through sit, through or something. Not not a drive-through. Not a thirty-second stop and hold. Five minutes. Who was the DSO? The driving standards officer. Oh, I'm not sure. Obviously it would have been possibly was it Schenken? Tim Schenken back or, then. Oh, I don't know. don't know. See, that's what you should, you should have put this up, Nimsy, we could have actually asked Greg who would have made those decisions. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> I, oh, I, I, I didn't want him to hang it. up. Uh, that was <laughs> <laughs> <the thing. laughs> I cannot well, imagine that Schenken would have given out a five
1: minute for pulling a fuel rig out of a car. Was it Bondy back then, Colin mm, Bond? I don't know. Well, check it out. Yeah, we'll go on to Dr Google and we'll have a look. But it was I tell you what Nemsey, it from for we obviously we love the drama of supercars, we love the drama of the Bathurst 1000, but what makes it such an an amazing race is the human drama. And that was super human drama. We'd never seen a 5 minute penalty. We'd never seen a driver get out and run straight to the toilet screaming at his own team <laughs> and then locking himself in the portal out the back. And it's it's instances like those and examples like those that we see at the mountain that makes it such an amazing race. And, of of course, he had the lap of the gods, the one, the 206 that we didn't think we'd ever see again, and I think everyone's now down into about the 203s. Mm-hmm. But it was a great chapter in our sport, and if we look back at Greg Murphy, some of the things that we think about our sport, again, those chapters of Marcus Ambrose and Greg Murphy getting stuck into each other up at the cutting, he features a bit, doesn't he?
3: The five-minute penalty, the lap of the gods—it's <laughs> on the top to of that. Trying to belt up, Marcus. Hey, interesting, in, interestingly <laughs> yeah. enough, do you mm. know he's obviously driving, uh, obviously for for Erebus or Boost? You know, with Peter Aditton. I know where you're World going Cup here, Steve. Year.
2: I know where you're
1: going.
3: Yeah, go on. Do, do you know, funnily enough, uh, who who was the the mechanic and engineer at uh, Kmart Racing during? that time would have we but would have been one b Ryan, yes, so Ryan. He was absolutely <laughs> there, you <laughs> <go>. <laughs> there you go
1: so he he is I love that he's coming back because he is literally the human headline when he's behind the wheel of a car uh he causes drama he causes color he causes excitement so I think it's going to be sensational to to have him back. I don't think he'll be ripping any fuel hoses. Out anytime soon, or no? That's going to be. He seems to have mellowed a little bit. A little bit. I tell
2: you, to me, that those pit stops will be immaculate in that Erebus garage.
1: <laughs> oh, can you imagine? <laughs> but could you imagine having Barry Ryan and Greg Murphy blowing up at you as a crew member? Oh, on a bad pit stop, wow. that would be horrible. Now, before we quickly
2: put a bow on the race rewind for this week, someone that in. It's kind of weird because Todd Kelly is always a bystander in Greg Murphy, how to put it, blow ups at Bathurst. Because, so obviously, in 2002, he's Greg Murphy's co driver. So all the headline is on him. But in 2005, when Murph had the little blow up with Ambrose, who won Bathurst that year? Todd Kelly.
1: There you go. <laughs> but what does everyone
2: s- talk about? What does everyone talk about in No Five?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's right—the blow-up, and that's what I mean—the human headline. We love that, the car racing stuff, but we love that all Scaf the drama. And Kelly, or yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it would have mean? Yeah, uh, we love all the drama that comes with Greg Murphy as well. So it'd be <laughs> interesting to see what happens this year. See whether he blows up or. Uh, causes an issue or that kind of stuff. But th- it's going to be great to have him back.
2: I think you were right there, uh, Matty, though. Yeah, he has mellowed out a fair bit. Uh, and it was very good of him to give us so much of his time here on the driver's seat. But uh,
1: And also, also Nimsy, just uh, our friend at, uh, at Gates who who are great partners of the driver's seat. Carl McGowan, we have to say good day to him. And uh, he heads up the Gates Company. So thank you very much, mate, for your support and good luck to you.
2: We do appreciate it. Remember, you can protect your ride with complete system replacement with Gates belts and hoses. Visit gatesaustralia.com.au. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. We'll wrap up in just a moment right after this.
1: This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McAlden and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia.
2: A very big thank you to our guests, David Reynolds and Greg Murphy. And remember to rev up your smartphone with the Driver's Seat app. It's available in the App Store. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Driver's Seat shows, where you can find us. The all-new Driver's Seat app with podcasts, interviews, news and videos. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Now, before we head off... Uh, Late last week, Supercars confirmed that Gen 3 has been delayed and that the new cars are now not set to race until August 2022. So this is going to be a mid-year introduction of the brand new cars. We
3: put up a little image on our Facebook page and, boy, oh, boy, did that get a chunk of feedback. Well, having said that, we've got some – I've got some of the fan feedback here on our page. Oh, we, had so, uh, we, we had a lot. We we've, had a lot. We've chosen just a few. We've got one from John – John Price, 100% correct to delay, 100% wrong to run half a season of each generation car. Uh, Makes sense too. It absolutely makes sense. Mm. Uh, Megan here as well. Uh, Mid-season changes, never good or fair. Start the championship at the end of the championship, with the same rules and cars. Seriously, supercars needs a shoe in the peach. I'm guessing that means. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that means kicking the ass. But uh, uh, very
2: creative you know, there, Megan. Thank you. Yeah, well done, Megan you, Johanna. Thank
3: you, Megan. Uh, Ross, uh, this approach may have worked in 2003 with Project Blueprint, but I think it would have made more sense to delay a full year to 2023 for such a substantial change. Yep. Absolutely, we have got Aaron Gray here. Uh, Yes, the right choice, but I don't like the fact that they've blamed it on international supply chains and restrictions from COVID. Yes, I can imagine that's had an impact as it has with everything else in the world. But I'd say the bigger issue is supercars and the management of this whole project. Here we are in June and we've seen two prototype chassis and some steering wheels. That's
2: actually, well, that's a very good point. Absolutely.
3: That's, absolutely, and what I
1: what I hated about all of this, Nimsy and Steve, again from the corporate and commercial world, is that two days before this announcement came through, Adrian Burgess, who is a technical director of Supercars, is out there telling the media, um, "Oh we're yeah, gonna it's gonna all hunky dory." Hunky dory, we're going to have a project car uh, ready for testing in August, and then within forty eight hours, seventy two hours, they're now telling us we're not only going to delay, which I think everyone's okay with, as yeah, by the fine feedback the delay, it, yeah. it's okay. But then to bring it in halfway through the year, completely undermining what your technical director has just said, yeah. I mean, what is going on at Supercar, Stevie J? The left hand has no idea what the right hand is doing when it comes to this. I'm sure it, it, it's got other bits and pieces under control. but And everyone's gone through COVID. I know businesses all around the country that uh, have been – disjointed somewhat by COVID, but everyone's still singing from the same hymn book. Supercars, when it comes to Gen 3, has handled this appallingly. And the rollout of the
3: message and now the rollout of the actual physical car is appalling. It's it's literally like there's too many chiefs there, oh, but, hmm. then, but there's no communication with anybody. They all oh. want to be the head honcho Yep, and they all want to be the hero. But the thing is that, you know, and... And with them delaying the teams, the opportunity to help them develop and push this project forward, um, you know, they're, they're, and they're blaming the fact that obviously when the Mustang got launched, it was too good and all this sort of stuff. Well, you know, in the end of the day, the smartest people in motorsport are within the top teams. Yeah, They are not within the supercars business itself, Mm. if that makes sense. So you know i don't understand how supercars can make this uh this car as good as it needs to be um with people that are clearly not the best in the business yeah i i look it, it's and I, and then, and then restricting the best in the business who are at the top teams and input into what it should be doing and how it should be run and what it should look like and and the, the specification it should run in what they should be doing
1: was and and we and I relay this back to what we were having in the super utes. The super utes were, were previewed well before they should have been. They should have been delayed, testing in private, very little coverage from a media standpoint, because when they came out, they were underdone and they were crap. And we, they got pilloried. They were very and, undercooked, weren't they? Very undercooked. And I feel that the same thing may happen here with Gen 3, is that it's going to get put together, I mean, why why wouldn't they, Stevie J, spend 2022 if they're going to have a car ready by August, have it ready by August, that's fine. And then why wouldn't they spend the next 12 to 15 months genuinely making a bloody good race car that can be followed, that can be passed and all of that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. And if you need to make three, four, five, six, seven arrow changes along the way to make that happen. Why wouldn't you do it? So that by the time you get to twenty twenty-three and we line up whatever the first
3: round is, these are the grossest toys we've ever seen. I don't I don't think the arrow side of things is actually the hard part. I think the hard part for them is I understand the manufacturers want to have their own engine in their cars. What? But right? what manufacturers? Right.
1: Well,
3: yeah, exactly. There's two, and yeah. one of
1: them's one of them's American. They but, want a Chev engine in. But but I, the I mean, thing is, no
3: Toyota. There's no Kia. The, no... the Ford engines. The Ford engine's the five point four Coyote engine. Yep. The Holden engine is the six point seven. Yeah, sure. like it's 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 absolute. I don't understand how you're going to get parity uh, with two engines that are so different in specification sure you can pull revs out and you can pull throttle out and all this sort of stuff out of the bigger capacity engine to bring it down to the slowest engine mm-hmm. but then how do you then comp like i mean fuel usage and all this sort of stuff that's going to make a massive difference when it comes down to the enduros you know so you got a, a, a an engine that's one and a half liters almost or bigger than um than the previous engine Mm. like i mean i I don't understand the parity side of things is going to be horrible they've got the engines already in their cars now why don't they use those engines why don't they detune them to seven thousand rpm make them last three times longer cost cutting cost cutting and use exactly what they've already got they don't have to develop anything new and we know that we're going to have a very very even playing field Mm. but that's obviously clearly too obvious. Supercars, Gen 3,
1: what it's going to be, when it's going to come,
3: just crapola. I,
2: however, look forward to the last four months of 2022 with brand-new cars. Well, think the last about it. three
1: races of brand-new cars. When you oh, say
2: excellent. it like that, doesn't it just sound silly? But look, oh, it is silly. Mm, it's obviously. Done. But, uh, hey, look, that wraps up another big edition of the driver's seat. Massive thank you to Dave Reynolds for jumping aboard and an even bigger thank you, too, to uh, Greg Murphy for giving us some time from over the Dutch. That is it for this week's driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Once again, a big thank you to David Reynolds and Greg Murphy for joining us, and we'll catch you same time next week.
1: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives
2: you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call thirteen twenty one ninety one.